ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and With Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Thursday edition. The drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in this hour. We got a lot to get into today. Conference USA, media days continue. Now, this is the time of year where all the leagues are getting together. Media days, and today was the East Division. All the coaches players, everyone getting together, getting an opportunity to talk to members of the media. And of course, we followed along as best we could today. And I've got some uh, reaction from Doc Holliday from earlier in the day. And we will get to that. And uh, also, uh, we got, um, let's see, we got Levi Brown. I got something that's pretty interesting from him. And we'll hear that in a few minutes. And I've got, uh, I've got Chris Jackson as well. And of course, I've got you. You can find me online at Paul Swan, at Paul Swan. And I'll, uh, of course, Get into the best tweets of the day, and we'll also take your phone calls. You can join us by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And, of course, our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. That's right, Miller Lite, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So let's get started. Today was the day, big day, Conference USA, everyone getting together and a lot of optimism. Everyone's undefeated. So a lot of optimism, of course, coming through Conference USA. And with everything that's taking off, this is really where you start truly counting down kickoff. I mean, I know a lot of you have been counting down since the end of football season last season, but this is when really you start paying attention. So everyone's feeling pretty good right now. Marshall, a couple of days ago, picked to win the East Division. So it's going to be Marshall and North Texas. If it goes as planned, those are going to be the two schools in the Conference USA Championship game. Of course, if you're Marshall, you want to win everything you possibly can and force it to be played in Huntington. You don't want to go to Texas. I'm sorry. You just don't feel good about winning in Texas. I'm not saying Marshall couldn't win. I just I, I want that game if it's going to happen with Marshall in it, I want that thing in Huntington. So that's my hope for the Thundering Herd. And, you know, Doc, he's got a lot of phrases, a lot of sayings, and you can you can bring them out every year, bring out the Doc Holiday wheelbarrow of, of sayings. He's consistent. That's a big thing. That was one of the things that was asked of him today as far as consistency was concerned, and that's something he preaches. And uh, I, I get it. Consistency works. But media days – Everybody's feeling good about where they're at in Conference USA right now. And Doc Holliday, no different. The difference, though, with Doc is that you can pick him number one. You can pick him to win the East Division. You can pick him five. It doesn't matter. All that matters to him is what you do on the field. We don't care what that noise is about. But for the most part, Doc was asked today really about Conference USA, just the perception. And I thought it was a fair question because Conference USA did well in the bowls. Now, these aren't the high-profile bowls of of the college football playoff. These aren't the, the big-time bowls. These are the bowls that come before all of that. But, yeah, Marshall was very successful in the bowl. 
Marshall, of course, not the only Conference USA team to be successful. Conference USA as a league successful in postseason. And since everybody is either shooting for a bowl or if you're the few teams that can shoot for the college football playoff, the bowls matter, matter to these conferences, matter to these schools. Even though the college football playoff is sort of lessen that to a degree because now everyone's attention's on that. You point to the bowl success that Conference USA has had, and you got to say, yeah, this might not be the strongest league, especially the group of five, but this league can compete. And that was one of the questions asked to Doc. Really, it was more of a statement that, you know, Marshall was successful last year. A lot of people forgot that Marshall and Conference USA were really successful in their postseason endeavors. And here's Doc's reply to that. Well, I mean, you know, Conference USA, I think at this point, we've proven that in the bowl games over the last four years. We can play with anybody, I think, from top to bottom. This league's as good as it's ever been and uh, got tremendous coach in this league. Uh, got a lot of great players, and uh, we'll line up and, and, and play anybody. So pretty much coach speak there. And, again, this is a generalization. Hey, we're going to go out there. We're going to line up. We'll play with anybody. I mean, what's he going to say? Yeah, we're going to go out there and throttle everybody. No, he's going to be pretty much, in general terms, hey, we think we can go play. And that's what you get from conference media days. You get pretty much the coaches that are all optimistic. They're all excited for what the season holds. We can start counting down to the beginning of football season. Pretty soon we'll have practices beginning again. We're going to have everything you possibly could want as far as football because this is the kickoff to that. So we're going to hear a little bit more from Doc Holliday later on in the program. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Chris Jackson as well. Uh, I got one, though, I'm going to get into right now before we go to the break because uh, it was the the one quote that I pulled uh, from everything today. Levi Brown. Levi is going to be, I think, a big part of Marshall this year. On offense, he's going to be, no pun intended, he's going to be the center of, of it all. He's going to be the guy who I think you lean on a lot as someone to direct traffic, someone who's going to provide leadership. He's going to be someone who you can count on and depend on to make sure everything's going well. He's also the guy in front of the quarterback, and he was asked about that. He's a senior guy. He's a veteran guy. He's got that senior veteran leadership, and I'm I'm talking in terms of his experience compared to a a young quarterback, and that was the question asked of him as far as, what was it like last year having a young quarterback behind you? Just having a new quarterback in general was a little different. Having to learn who the person is, learn little things about them, and um, like everyone says, the center quarterback relationship is a very important one. Mm -hmm. And um, Isaiah and I have some similarities in our lifestyle. He's from Georgia, I'm from Georgia. We had little things to talk about at first, and uh, once we kind of laid down our foundation of our relationship, it wasn't much different because he was Mm -hmm. learning from me and at the same time I was learning from him. Uh, There were practices whenever I would tell him immediately things I saw that he didn't see. And playing quarterback, you can see things better than I can. You know, you can see a corner pressed up Mm -hmm. about to blitz and whatnot. So he's got his opportunities to to make me right, and I've got mine to make him right. And neither one of us get upset when we're wrong. So we've grown together as our relationship as a center quarterback, and we've made it a really good one over the past year and a half, two years now. I think that's important. You have a situation, a relationship with your quarterback where quarterback's not getting upset with the guys in front of him. He knows that they're out there, they're with him. They're not going to put him in a situation 
or try not to put him in a situation that's bad for him. And he's got to be in the mindset that I've also got to be out there looking out for them. i got to put this team in the right situation as well. And if I see something that they don't, I'm going to let them know about it. If they see something that I don't see, they're going to let me know about it, and it's all good because it's for the stated goal of winning that football game. And I like hearing that because we have heard time and time again, okay, so-and-so is not getting along with so-and-so. And I'm not directing that specifically at Marshall, but it's good to know that you've got some leadership and you've got a situation where they know they've got each other's back. I think that was questioned a few years ago, to be fair. To be honest, I thought there was some question. Okay, do the guys in front of the quarterback, what do they think of this guy really? Is is this truly a team? Is there really some team unity out there? I mean, that was stuff you guys were throwing out there. I'm just reminding you of it. All right, we're going to hear fully from Doc Holliday when we continue. Uh, we've got Chris Jackson as well. We're going to hear from him. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can join us on the Miller Lite phone lines. I'm Paul Swan. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. To be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines, Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Doc Holliday talking to members of the media today and, of course, um, a lot of you probably watched some of this on ESPN. Was it on 3? Was it on Plus? I got it afterwards. I got the direct video afterwards, so I didn't get a chance to watch it live, but I watched it shortly thereafter, and I just got the direct feed. But still, uh, yesterday I was watching uh, the West Conference uh, interviews on Plus, so I'm assuming this was where it was again today. If you didn't get to see it, though, I've got some of the best parts of today's media days and Opportunity for Conference USA to go out there and put itself out best foot forward. It's really hard, though, to make a national imprint when you're talking about SEC Media Days and some of the other leagues that are going on at the same time. Now, you got to have this. you got to have this. doesn't really matter when you have this. I don't know if you're going to improve your exposure if it's a different day, but... A lot of people are probably talking about different media days. We're talking about, of course, what's important to us, and uh, that's Marshall and Don Holliday. And when he was being interviewed for the the broadcast earlier, he was asked about the caliber of kid he has on the team. The fact that not every position, but for a lot of positions, there are kids who could be considered power five. Now, Again, that's a distinction that it's interesting to me because I think that's an inflated distinction sometimes, especially when it comes to recruiting. If a kid's talented, a kid's talented. And if he can compete at a higher level, he can compete at a higher level. I think you see a lot of teams that have kids that can compete at whatever conference level that you put them at. I think the distinction here is sometimes Marshall doesn't have enough of those kids. But that was one of the statements that was made, and Doc addressed that in general terms as far as 
the fact that he does have a lot of kids, a lot of talent that could play anywhere in the country. Well, I think I got a lot of really good kids and really great players. And I tell our kids all the time, though, you know, potential gets you beat, production wins games, and, you know, all these expectations and everything that's out there, that's all great. But we got to go to work every day and turn all that potential into production. If we do that, we got a chance. So that was his general response to that. Yeah, okay, that's great. We got a lot of kids here. The potential's great. We know it. We get it. We understand. Oh, I don't care. You could be potentially the greatest player ever to, to play at Marshall. If you're not out there working for me every day, putting it on the line and going out there and getting your work in and practicing and doing what you need to do to be a winner, it doesn't matter how good potentially you are. I, I'm not interested in your potential. I'm interested more in your performance. And I mean, that's standard Doc Holliday. Anytime you ask him about something like that. Now, um, get into some of the meat and potatoes of uh, the interview. And today, one thing that was pointed out to Doc was field position. Last year, Marshall was on the positive side of field position. Uh, six best in FBS, best in Conference USA. I mean, when it came to field position, Marshall had an advantage there, and it was asked, did that lead to the success of last year's squad? Well, there's no question. I mean, anytime you start, we've been, and it's never changed during the 10 years I've been there. It starts with playing great defense. And, you know, when you can play great defense and do a great job in the kicking game, you know, that field, you, that field position is going to change in your favor. So, you know, we w- work really hard on, on, number one, taking care of the football on offense, uh, playing great defense, and playing great special teams. And if we can do that, we'll have a shot to win. And speaking of offense, defense is going to be a key, but the offense is solid. That was the, uh, the general consensus today. But Doc was asked, hey, you, you've got everything you need, but you got to find some new targets. you got to find some guys to throw the ball to. Well, we do. I mean, for the we've got nine starters back on offense led by Levi and that offensive line. And, you know, Levi's got to do a great job for us this year leading that offensive line. I like what those guys are all about. Our tight ends are back intact. In uh, running backs are all back. Of course, the freshman quarterback uh, who went through some growing pains a little bit a year ago was back, and he's matured up a lot. Got to find some wideouts. You know, Obi's back. I think we got the talent there, but we got to take that young talent and turn it into production. So that's Doc addressing the fact that you need some guys out there and you need some new targets, but you've got some guys coming back. One in particular, uh, talked a little bit about Brendan Knox. And, you know, again, we're talking potential here, but he did break out. He had a breakout uh, moment uh, late in the season. Here's Doc addressing him when Brendan was brought up. Well, he was a freshman that, uh, you know, we talked, we talked, we call it competitive excellence at Marshall, that you don't know when your number is going to be called, but when that number is called, you got to be prepared to do your job. And uh, he's a guy that just goes to work every day. Uh, he's extremely, he's a great kid, extremely physical kid. He's about 218 pounds. He runs with great pad level, uh, had some injuries in that backfield. He came on towards the end of the year and played great. For- You're hoping you see more of that and more often. Now, the last thing, piece of sound I've got from Doc Holliday today. I just want to get into a little bit. Uh, he was asked about Brad Lambert. Now, I think that's a great hire. You're bringing Brad back on. He has experience not only with Marshall. He has Conference USA experience away from Marshall. So he's back now. He's part of Doc Holliday's staff. And he was asked, Doc was asked about Brad coming back and, and what his addition has meant to the Thundering Herd. And of course, Doc talks about that, and he talks a little bit more about his staff as well. Well, Brad, I've got great respect for Brad. I thought he did a great job when he was at Charlotte, uh, one game away from going to a bowl game a year ago. Uh, Brad and I go way back. Uh, he's been at Marshall before. He understands the high standards and expectations we have there. 
Uh, he also understands that in order to win a championship, you've got to play great defense. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. uh, Brad's a great defensive mind. The kids have embraced him. Uh, he's come in, uh, we're excited not only with Brad, but uh, also with Chip West and Mike Trier and J.C. Price and Cornell Brown. they got a great defensive staff. And we've got to continue. You know, we've been able to play great defense around there the last four or five mm -hmm. years, and it has to happen again this year. Defense is going to be key. Of course, you got to score, but defense is going to be key. Good hire. I really do. I really think that was a good hire. It was a no-brainer once that uh, Brad was um, available once again. I mean, Brad will be a head coach again somewhere, I think. Somewhere, I don't know how soon that will happen, but he's definitely a good addition at Marshall. I don't think anyone uh, disagrees with that. Now, when we come back from break, we'll talk a little little defense. We got uh, a few words from Chris Jackson. We'll get your words in as well. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. You see what I did there? At Paul Swan. You, um, you can join me there. You can join the program at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. At Paul Swan, or you can join us by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today's Conference USA Media Day, East Division, getting their chance to shine a little bit. Doc Holliday addressing the media, getting a chance to talk to um, Conference USA Media across the spectrum, and of course, uh, there was the preview show that was on the ESPN platform earlier today as well, kickoff show, and uh, we got a chance to hear a little bit from Doc Holliday earlier, and uh, Chris Jackson was uh, one of the players that were invited to uh, attend as well, and he's going to be key for the Thundering Herd. Let's, let's just be honest. He's going to be key on everything that Marshall does on defense, and he was asked about his improvement. Now, how has that gone Already someone that you can count on and you can depend on, but he's not complacent. He is consistent. He is improving. And he just talked a little bit about that when he was asked about, uh, you know, how things have been going for him and how he's improved. Yeah, you know, that's, that's definitely the plan. Coming into every offseason after the season, you want to get bigger, faster, stronger, smarter, you know, more athletic. So that's definitely been uh, a key goal of mine is to improve every season. Can you imagine him being bigger, faster, stronger, and more athletic? Can you imagine that? I'm excited for what the potential is. I'm not going to say that word anymore, though. That's a, No, you don't say potential. That's not a Doc Holiday word. Do not say potential. I'm excited for what could happen, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the improvement as well. Now, one of the things that was asked of him is just his thoughts on the fact that on the defensive side of the ball— Marshall should be good again, but the secondary could be the true strength of the defense. Uh, I definitely think we can we we can be the strength because you know the, the past few years the the front seven has has definitely carried us to an extent. You know we had a great front seven every year. You know this year we lose a few pieces, but we got some young guys that are definitely going to step up and they're going to play great ball for us. Again, diplomatic. You know he knows he knows that um, you come his way, it's going to be painful. It's not going to go well, and that's what you want. You want someone like that, where if you go his way, you you want to test that. You want a piece of that. Uh, that's not going to be a, a good move for you. And then finally, yeah, the other piece of audio we've got for you today is um, him talking about how 
Thundering Herd, and this was how it was asked of him, Thundering Herd was in some close games last year. And is it imperative or, you know, what's it going to take for maybe his side of the ball to turn that thing around? You know, what are they doing? How are they looking to, especially with the defense, just to, to turn that around? Close games, maybe put the herd in a situation where they're not in such a close game situation, game in and game out. No, we just got to learn to finish, you know. Uh, coming into every game, you gotta you gotta compete for all four quarters. You can't just compete for three, and then the last two drives of the game, you kind of slow down. So you know we gotta we gotta learn to finish it and be tough throughout the entire game. And I don't know if I'm gonna say that that's a problem. That okay, we're just we're we're done. We're gonna slow down. I don't know why you see teams. It's never made sense. Why do you see teams just slow down? Is it the players or oh, we we got this? That that mindset is in their head, we got this. Or is it coaching? You know, okay, we got this. Yeah. You know, I would never, unless it's a fifty point blowout and you got a minute to go, I'm not gonna be in we got this mode. At that point, I'm putting in my my players that haven't seen the field, I'm putting those guys in so they can get some experience and they can get some playing time. I'm 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 bringing the troops out at, at that point. But I mean he's right. They got to play four quarters, and of course, this is all again. You know, these are media days. We're we're hearing these guys. It just depends. I don't hear some of the more ballsy questions. I hear some of the other media days across the country. I'm not hearing that really. I'm not hearing guys just flat out ask uncomfortable questions to these guys. Now, granted. Yeah, most of these guys are kind of beat reporters. You're not going to get that national footprint. I'm sorry, at Conference USA Media Day, you're going to get a a good mix of beat reporters covering Conference USA, covering their own beat within Conference USA. I mean, you're going to get that. You're not going to get that same level of attention that you would at SEC Media Day. I mean, I could go to SEC Media Day. Big 12, yeah, close to, close to that level, but definitely, you know, an SEC media day. It's just, you're not going to get that. But still, when the season begins, we're, we're going to hear more of what we, we expect to hear. These guys are going to play this close to the best. Because really right now, I mean, what this is, this is truly a, hey, we're excited for the season. This is the this is it. This is what we're doing. We're talking about the start of the season. We're excited. Everybody's undefeated. Everybody's perfect right now. Nobody's lost a game yet. And that's the attitude. We're feeling good right now, right? We're feeling good because nobody's lost a game yet. Doc Holliday's undefeated this season. You got VMI. You beat VMI. You're going to you're going to play Boise. Feeling good. Feeling good. You're feeling really good. Speaking of that, I'll tell you what. We'll hit the break here in just a couple minutes because, um, again, I guess I'm really good Twitter followers. I give you guys credit. You guys um, find things sometimes. You, you bring things up, and um, it's all good stuff. So uh, we'll go to Twitter here in a minute uh, because uh, interesting article that was sent to me. We've been talking about it for some time that several of the Marshall games are going to be on Facebook. Ohio is going to be on Facebook. Cincinnati is going to be on Facebook. 
Middle Tennessee is going to be on Facebook. Stadium is going to be on Facebook with uh, Western Kentucky and Rice. They've also got Charlotte. CBS, of course, will get a couple of those as well. A lot of these games are going to be on Facebook. And that's rubbing a few of you wrong. Not totally, but to a degree where it's kind of perturbing you. Just the exposure alone. You're missing out. You're not getting the exposure. You're not putting out the brand. You're not seeing herd football. Now, I'm not privy to the metrics. I can't say that that's true. I could get an email tomorrow. Marshall could send me an email. Hey, Paul, here's what it looks like. I don't know if they share that information, if that's something that the, they have or they're going to willingly share. I, I don't know yeah, if that's something that they're, they're wanting to talk about, they would talk about, or just, you know, it's not really a factor for them to talk about. But they could tell me tomorrow, you know what, those games on, on, on Facebook – People are watching those. We've got this metric data that tells us that people are watching herd football. It's the wave of the future. It's the wave of the future. And for some of you, maybe that's not uh, exactly uh, the story that you are buying. So we'll talk about that a little bit when we continue on with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So Twitter is where we go, and um, here's um, here's what, something that was sent to me earlier because we talked about the television schedule. I mean, specifically, we've talked about how Marshall this year not going to be on the NFL Network, and the reason being is because because the time it took to get that NFL deal done, by the time it got done. They weren't going to get first pick. It's not how the deal is working right now. They're they're not getting first pick. So once it came time for the NFL Network to start filling out their schedule of games to broadcast, Marshall wasn't there because everything got picked up. Everything got picked up by either Stadium, CBS Sports Network, or the Boise State game. That one's not in Marshall's control. That's going to be on ESPN, too. The games that are in Marshall's uh, control are the home games as far as uh, the non-conference stuff and the conference games, of course. Those are all going to be part of the conference package. And there's several tiers of rights here. Long story short is the television partners came in, grabbed up all the games they wanted, and NFL Network didn't have a shot at getting any Marshall games this year. Now, some of you, I don't want to say all of you, but some of you are not able to or just not happy with the way the television package is because you've got several games that are going to be broadcast on Facebook, right? Facebook is going to be where you can find these games. And it's not 
a situation where we're just putting a couple of cameras up and streaming them on Facebook. No, I mean, this is stadium. They are using Facebook as a platform for them to broadcast games. This is CBS Sports Network. They don't have a multi-channel lineup platform, but they do have Facebook. They can throw a game on Facebook, and they can use that as their platform. And so CBS Sports Network, a couple of their games are going to be on Facebook. Stadium, their games are going to be on Facebook for the most part. The VMI game is not going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on Stadium. And also, you look at the Old Dominion game, that's going to be on Stadium. Other than that, I mean, half your games are going to be on a digital platform. Now, that's good if, say, you're pretty pretty savvy, you're pretty pretty smart, you, you know how to do this Facebook thing. And there is an app. You can get an app, depending on your device, you can get an app and you can download the Watch Facebook app on your device. This depends on your device and your level of comfort. You get this, the, get this app on your device and you can find the game you want to watch and you can watch it there. I mean, a lot of people are cutting the cable cord anyway or the satellite cord. And so these are the new platforms for a lot of this. Live sports programming is still going to be the king right now for the foreseeable future. And the article that was sent to me today was talking about the game between Memphis and Southern University. That game is going to uh, broadcast on ESPN3. It's also going to be on uh, one of the local television stations. Okay. And the reason this was sent to me, because here's a situation where you're putting a Facebook game, a national game, you're putting that on a local broadcast outlet. And I don't know if that's going to be feasible. Because again, Stadium is a digital channel on so many of these platforms. Stadium is a digital channel of WCHS. I don't have Stadium. I can get Stadium on apps. I can watch Stadium through apps. I can't because I'm using satellite and I don't have an antenna currently hooked onto my TV. I'm watching Stadium through apps. I don't know if it would work that way. Also, uh, this is a game that's going to be on ESPN3. So what that signals to me is that's a game that Memphis is producing themselves. I mean, that's what that feels like to me without knowing all the details. But it feels like this is a game that the university is producing. So if the university is producing this game, then they have just partnered up with television outlet. And they're going to put the game on. Not only will it be on ESPN3, it'll be on the local area as well. But that's what that sounds like to me. I mean, that's what that feels like is that's a game that they can control they're going to be able to put that up. None of these games are being produced by Marshall. And so when I see ESPN3, I'm seeing, okay, Memphis is probably producing this game. Look at the football schedule. None of these games are being produced by Marshall. Not to my knowledge, anyway. It's all either Stadium, Facebook, Stadium, CBS Sports Network, CBS Sports Network, Facebook, or the one game that's on ESPN2. But I get where that's coming from. So I wanted to address that anyway. I don't know. Would it help? 
Would it help if these games were broadcast locally? Could that be something? And I don't know how many of you get stadium, be quite honest, because that's where a lot of this is coming from. So these stadium games that are on Facebook, uh, they're going to have to go on a Sinclair station. That would be WCHS. And I don't know if they're going to be broadcasting those games in concert with the Facebook-only feed on the local station. I'm going to have to ask on that. But these are the Facebook games here for the most part. The CBS Sports Network games, those are going to be on Facebook. They're not going to be broadcast. They're going to be either on the network channel itself or they're going to be on the Facebook digital platform. And there's just no, I don't see an opportunity here. And I could be wrong, but there's no opportunity to do that. But would that help? Again, would that help? Would that make it easier for Marshall football to get out in the state? Now, I remember, going back in the Wayback Machine here, I remember how cool it was years ago that you had Marshall games with Dave Weekly, Sonny Randall, Mark Martin on the sideline in one of his uh, beautiful, pristine suits that he always wears. That guy, of course, has um, the biggest suit wardrobe and budget of any broadcaster that I know. And those games were being broadcast on WCHS. Now, again, college football, always big. There wasn't the explosion of games being broadcast. when You had it there, but really the television landscape was different when Marshall was on television over the air in the 90s. it It was a different landscape altogether. And when the package moved, remember the games were on WCHS? Games moved, went over to WSAZ for a while. I know WCHS, uh, they're the they're the the rights holder again, or at least they're the station that's uh, affiliated. That's where the coaches shows everything. I don't know if you can put these games on the air because you gotta have you have the access to it. You gotta have the rights. And right now, everything got snapped up. I mean, there's not a situation where okay, here's a game where. Nobody picked it up, so we're going to broadcast it on our digital platform, and we're going to also put that over the air with one of our partners. And that's what this sounds like here. And it's on GoTigersGo.com. And this is uh, what was sent to me. VMI probably would have been the candidate. Stadium grabbed that. So that got picked up by Stadium. VMI would have been the candidate. And Marshall would have went out, produced that game, and then could have said, hey, we're going to broadcast that over the air as well. And sure, I would like to see games broadcast as broadly as possible. I I completely get that, and I understand you want to have the biggest potential of eyeballs on your games. So what's going to happen here? Well, if I'm looking for a game on a Saturday, say the week Marshall's not playing, Marshall's Saturday that they're off. So Saturday, where am I going? What's on ESPN? Okay. What's on ESPN2? What's on CBS? Hey, what's Fox got? I'm going to check that out. What's FS1 got? Okay. Notre Dame on? Okay, I'll I'll watch them. I'm going to flip through the channels if I'm looking for a game. Or I'm going to drill down a little bit and go, okay, what's on... ESPN Plus, since I'm still paying for that subscription. 
Let's check that out. Let's see what we get here. Okay, hey, there's a game. I'm going to watch that. Um, I'm a little different, though. I'm going to go after games that are a little bit relevant to what I do here because you know, for you on a Saturday, on a Friday, Saturday, when you're watching college football, you're doing it for fun. Uh, I'm getting some fun out of it as well, but I'm probably going to check out, at, like, say, Old Dominion. If they're playing on Saturday, uh, I'm going to watch all the Conference USA games. Uh, I'm going to record those on NFL Network. I'm going to have you know, several games. If, if they're playing, I'm going to try to record and watch that stuff. But I don't know how many people are drilling down to catch Conference USA action on digital. But you want it there because, really, that's for your fans. That's You're serving your fans, right? You, in general, want as many people as possible to tune in and watch your game, but you're serving your fans. When you're on the digital platforms, when you're trying to get exposure for your your games, you just want to have it to the point where, hey, your fans can find it because that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to grow the brand, and being on television is cool because if you're winning, people are going to tune in, and they're going to find your game and, and maybe stop and watch it a little bit, but... Again, remember, we talked about this as far as what Judy McLeod said, Commissioner Conference USA. When she was talking about the NFL Network, she said it was a great fit, but she also said fans can find it. She's looking at exposure. You're going to get a lot of promotion out of this, but fans can find it. I mean, that's what's important right now. Where's the game? I can find it right now. I don't know if having it on um, WSAZ locally, WCHS locally, uh, yeah, I don't know if those are options that you really want to pursue. I would mention WOWK, but they're not on DirecTV right now. And so I can't watch them on DirecTV right now. And we will leave that be. I'm not getting in the middle of that one between DirecTV and uh, the parent company of WOWK. All i got to say is if I've missed the first Bengals game, which you can hear right here, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm going to blow your phone up, Spencer Atkins. I'm telling I'm I'm just putting it out there right now. Spencer Atkins, I'm blowing your phone up if, and I mean this, if I don't see that first Bengals game, if it's broadcast on WOWK and I'm blacked out, uh, you are taking me to Roosters and you are going to pay for my lunch as we watch the Bengals game on satellite over at Roosters or wherever they've got the DirecTV package. Just telling you right now, this yeah, this, that's going to be interesting. Just just to drill down the local. How many of you are sitting there going, "All right, I got Direct TV, and I can't watch my channel thirteen right now. I can't watch WOWK, and that's fine because I'm really not watching Big Brother or all that other stuff that I don't watch. Sure, I, I don't get to see Spencer Atkins tell me the weather, but I can text him for that. But here we are. It's a college football Saturday. I don't get to watch any college action on WOWK. All right, that's not going to be cool. It's a Sunday, and by miracle, they decided they're going to show the Bengals game over the Steelers by miracle. Here we are. They don't have a carriage agreement with DirecTV. I'm not going to be able to see my game. I'm going to be tuned in right here on the radio, which I always do anyway. And um, we're going to find out. We're going to see how that gets resolved quickly. If you're interested in such things, right now, I'm not losing any sleep over not seeing all the um, 
NCISs and big brothers that are going on right now. You get to the situation where, hey, look, it's Sunday. I want to watch the NFL game. I can't justify spending the stupid amount of money on the Sunday ticket package. They're showing my game on the TV. Here it is. Wait a minute. No. Because honestly, I might not have known if I wasn't uh, just flipping through the dials the other day, known that they were having a dispute. Because I haven't tuned into Channel 13 in a while. So come Sunday, it's NFL season. I flip over. I want to see James Brown. I want to see Phil Sims. I want to see Boomer Esiason. I want to watch the NFL today. Can't do it. I'm blowing Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins' phone up. I'm just putting him out there on blast right now. Let him know. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.